Good Monday morning, you bastards. This is Matt Hodell with the Bastards of Our Podcast coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri. This is another episode into the new year. This is not just another episode. This is the first episode of many for the 2018 year. And we made it uh, completely through an entire year of 2017, which um, uh, required some commitment. <laughs> it was fun. Uh, this this podcast had started in 2016 when I decided I wanted a new platform to try to reach people and help express some of the things that have been taught to me that helped me get through my art career and um, some of the pitfalls, some of the, so, you know, people use these generic terms all the time or they use a lingo all the time. Uh, they, they say stuff like, oh, you know, just struggling or just, you know, getting by or starving or, you know, uh, I don't know. They, they, they tend to, they tend to, to dumb down critical thinking and no one actually talks about like, well, how do I, how do I actually make money at this? How do I, how do I plan my future? How do I make my next move? You know, what am I supposed to be doing? What should I be doing? What's the end game to all this? Um, I had a talk with a friend the other day and uh, he said, you know, I, I just, I, I said, what do you want out of all this? And he says, you know, I just want when I'm, you know, 55, I want to be able to just draw pictures at home and make money. And I, I thought, well, Jesus, that's everyone's dream. You know, I mean, that's that's kind of like the goal from day one. If you're your first art class, you can either go, you know, run laps outside and sweat and do all the gym stuff or you're an art nerd like me and you end up in the uh, uh, whatever art building that your high school has and you you hide in there in the air conditioning and draw pictures to get by through for your for your work. Um, and you think to yourself, man, if I could just draw pictures the rest of my life, that'd be awesome. And then I wouldn't have to, wouldn't have to talk to nobody and I, I'll just do what I want. Nobody's in control of my life. And, you know, some people are fortunate enough to have that, um, have that from the get, like something happens and all the stars line up and they're totally gifted and they're in the right coffee shop at the right time or the right person sees their work or they put themselves out there at the right time and, and someone grabs their work, um, you maybe you're, you know, I think of those people that were in on Deviant Art in the beginning who got a whole lot of attention because, you know, they were the big fish in the little pond. And now the pond has gotten bigger and now they're, you know, they're still big fish, you know, they still, but, but the thing of it is, is that when they were the big fish in the little pond in the early movement of Art Deviant, they got a lot of attention that helped open a lot of doors. So, you know. I think the idea that one day we're all just going to sit around in our underwear and draw pictures and then, you know, email them to some publisher and uh, we get a handsome royalty check for all that. I mean, that's awesome. That's great. But you have to build towards that and be, you know, and, and, and don't don't suffer um, thinking that, you know, even though I'm miserable today, tomorrow uh, when all my dreams come true, I'll be happy. You know, the, the reality is, is it's like, if you're not, if you're not happy today, you're not going to be happy tomorrow. You know, you're, you're always going to be living this life where everything's out of your reach. You're always looking for this next goal, this next, um, this next imaginary fictional story that you've written. And it's, it just isn't happening for you, which brings us to the idea of commitment, committing to something and having a new idea. Cause the thing of it is, is that, you know, especially in my industry and tattooing, it's really kind of a, a weird thing where anytime someone does something new, it gets shot to shit. Um, why is he doing that? Why would you do that? You know, that's, I don't understand what the intent of your decision making is, but if it's successful, 
then he's going to have, uh, you know, he's like the, 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 the Pied Piper with all the rats following him, you know, all of a sudden, uh, his, his stupid idea is, is like, oh, wow, man, that's, that's pretty cool, man. I'm going to try that, you know? And I mean, I remember Scott Sylvia, a really dope tattoo artist made a print, which was kind of unheard of because everyone had traded original artwork, um, to start off with. And so Scott did a painting I think it was like a hand and a snake and some razor blades. You know, it's was, it was pretty cool. Uh, but he, what he did was he printed it. Next thing you know, because prints weren't super popular, um, they ended up in about every tattoo shop uh, in the in the universe, um, which sparked. Well, why am I making prints? You know, but when you know when he does it, it's like why? Is, what's a, why is a why would a and we didn't call them prints? Like why would a tattoo artist make a poster? That's just weird. Uh, then he does it, and now every every tattoo artist, every every gathering of tattoo artists, they've got a fucking pocket full of, of prints they want to hand you and or sell you. It's even worse, um, you know, because you. That's so that's my thinking. It's so cheap. I mean, you can make a print for anywhere from ninety seven cents to two dollars, and they're like, "Hey, man, I got this hundred dollar print for you." And I was like, "I bet you do, man. <laughs> Looks like you got a whole bunch of them." You know, people make prints thinking they're printing money, and it just doesn't work like that. But anyway, the point is, is that Scott came up with a new idea, and it was challenged, and uh, it reverberated, and it was successful, and then he had followers. But the question is with you, like, what would be the next Scott Sylvia print? How can you in your industry or your group or your people, your tribe, how do you come up with the next new idea? And here is, there's kind of a formula for success on this. And it's uh, the simple version is logic plus data plus emotions. And I'll try to break that down. So it's logic plus data plus emotions. So when we come up with a new idea, we'll call that the clean idea, right? That's, that's before we speak about it. That's before we, you know, maybe we talk about it with our friends and family, but we say, you know, we got this idea and we're very cautious about letting that idea out of the bag because we don't want people to destroy it for us before we even create it. We want to make sure that when we present it, um, I'm not saying this is what we should do. I'm just saying this is what we do before we present it. We want to make it the most polished version of our new idea as possible. Then we might start talking about it. But that original clean idea, a lot of times people take that first clean idea. And they it's, it's that's the unchallenged idea. It hasn't actually been put into the real world and seen what kind of responses people have. Um, when we come up with a new idea, we come up with these ideas, we have like a, a little breadcrumb of data we try to follow. We try to figure out in the real world how it's already been presented. And we gather all that data and we, we use that to kind of predict its uh, success, right? And the problem with a new idea is it has no data. Right. So, you know, if we were like, you know what, I'm going to, you know, Scott Sylvia made prints and, and, uh, you know, so uh, you're making money off these prints and you're making money off these prints. And so we can kind of collect some data, figure out the best way to sell the prints and what size prints to make, how many prints to print. And now we've collected data. It gives us some kind of uh, the next step, which is uh, um, emotional comfort. We've kind of predicted like, oh, I think this is going to work because it's worked time and time again here, here and here. And then we can go through with it. But the problem is, is it's not a new idea. 
Um, and this is the difference between having an idea and having a new idea and, 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 and the difficulties of committing to a new idea versus committing to something that's already been done. And that's always been the, 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 the drama, the, I guess, the, I guess the, the, the inner goal of an artist is to be original and to come up with an original idea. And uh, so, he, so here you have two problems. Number one, you follow the same path that everyone else has done. You can gather logic, uh, or you can logically think about it. Um, uh, if I do, you know, if I if I set up, uh, make a bunch of paintings, and then I print them, uh, I can get my paintings out to more people than just the original could. Um, what you know, I could I could sidestep all these other processes that, that come with the burdens of trying to sell original pa- paintings. Um, prints will just reach more people and I'll get instant money. Um, and then you, th- that's the logic side. Then the data side, you know, which I already talked about, w- looking to see how other people have done it and what the results were. And then that gives you the emotional comfort that generates emotional comfort by going through that process before you start this new experience. But when you have a new idea, the problem is, like I said before, there is no data to collect. You can you can build logic. You can sell yourself on the new idea, but selling it to other people gets a little tricky. Um, but again, there's no data to collect, so you don't get the follow through of that strong emotional co- uh, commitment, which is the the scary part, you know. So I'm just letting you know that's that's real, you know. And and, and there's almost like for me when I'm trying something new. I know I'm on the right path if I feel a little uneasy about it and I feel like I'm going to throw up a little bit, you know. Um, I got a little shake in my my mic. I hope that's not coming through. Um, but that's how I know that, that when I have a new product or a new idea, if everyone thinks it's like too risky or, or too untried or, or they're just so naysay about it, I know something's there, you know. Um, I don't know what's going to happen, but I, I, you know, I do know that if I don't, com- if I believe in it, right, uh, and I think, you know, I've I've taken it from a clean idea, which is the one that doesn't get abused. I've really started to beat the hell out of it. Well, what if this doesn't happen? What if I don't have the funding for? It? What if I don't? Um, what if I don't have the time for? It? What if? And I, I just started beating myself. I'm not myself up. I start beating the new idea up enough that I say, okay, I think I've beat this up enough that I haven't overextended. Um, I haven't, I haven't, it's not too vague. It's not too fictional. Like it's, this is a real world application. Um, that's when I start to follow through with them. Now I'm not saying they all work. Like there's a guy in town who it seems like everything that guy touches is gold. Um, he can come up with the dumbest idea and, and, and he does it. And I'm like, how the, how the fuck did that work? Uh, which whatever uh, more, I mean, I'm happy for him. I really am because he gives me inspiration, uh, to keep, to keep trying, uh, new ideas. But for me, uh, it seems like a lot of my ideas have a, have a, uh, oh my damn alarm's going off. Uh, a lot of my ideas, uh, they just, it, some of them just don't seem to to have the life expectancy that I wish they would have. You know, I've talked about this on the show before. I've, I've learned how to fail through some of my new ideas, but it has not detoured me. You know, I find more emotional comfort in experience 
than emotional comfort and success. Uh, success being something I've made up in my head of like, and I'm going to draw pictures and I'm going to make a lot of money and I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make keychains and I'm going to make fucking mugs and I'm going to make, you know, I don't know. I'm going to have art shows, but they're going to be outside and, and all my paintings are going to be painted on elephants and elephants are going to be walking around and it'll be like a, whatever. It'll be like a living canvas, you know, whatever. Uh, it, <laughs> I don't know. It, I guess what I'm trying to get at here is, is as we enter the new year and as we're trying to come up with uh, the next new thing, maybe, you know, I just want to give some comfort in the idea that if you believe in your next project, right, and even though other people, you know, might naysay it, if you believe in it, and you make sure that your new idea isn't vague, it isn't overreaching, it isn't fictional, right? If the only thing you're lacking is the data, like, well, I don't even know if this is going to work, try it. You're not going to lose life experience by trying something. You will lose life experience by sitting around waiting for the next new idea that is bulletproof. Those aren't real. It doesn't happen that way. Every new idea that you've seen out there, every next new great thing someone's done, I'm sure it has led a, a trail of breadcrumbs of failures up into that first success. So uh, I want to wish everyone well in 2018. Uh, I want you to be able to confidently come up with a you know write down 10 new ideas in the next week um i know there's probably one stewing in your brain right now that you've just been afraid to put into motion um so to recap uh you know a, a normal new plan something new to you but not to the world um that's already been put in play uh, like i used the scott sylvia making prints idea uh logic logically think about it collect data to see how successful it might be the data provides emotions uh which will give you some comfort and then you would go out and you would do it but that's not a new idea the new idea has the logic you can logically think about it it has no data to collect therefore it's hard to get the emotional comfort so I think this this kind of sums up why I'm doing this podcast is to help provide some of that emotional comfort of saying, look, there's a lot of us out here doing uh, art that are falling on our ass from time to time, always coming up with a new project, always you know buzzing and talking about what I'm going to do next. And we're not always winning. I would say, I don't know, maybe out of 99 attempts, you know, you get you know one of them that just kind of like has some momentum and like looks like it's going to gonna make it. But uh, the reality is, is that, you know, if you want to try to find some happiness in this world, uh, you have to relax a little bit um, and, uh, you know, just keep doing the next right thing. Believe in yourself and, and just, you know, go for it. Grab it by this balls and, and uh, make, it, make it do what you want. So this is Matt Hodell with the Bastard of Art Podcast. Uh, this is 2018. It's so great to get another year under my belt. I hope that you 
you know you're having a good time too you can find us at uh, stitcher soundcloud itunes and then our webpage www.bastardsart.com then of course you can visit my page where i blog at silly ideas about what i think about the tattoo world on uh www uh, tattoos.com m-a-t-t-h-o-d-e-l tattoos.com everyone have a good 2018 talk to you soon